OK Hobby Addicts の時間です It's time for Hobby Addicts And now here are your anime addicts Everybody and welcome to Hobby Addicts yet again. We are back, and it was a busy week for all of us. I know we have a lot of、uh, yeah. good stuff to talk about this week. I'm your host Mitsugi, of course, as always, and that voice you just heard doing his yeah, yeah from Brooklyn, New York. It's Enzo. What's up, fam?、Uh, to those that practice and celebrate, Happy Easter! Because this is when we're recording it. It's gonna be late when you hear it, though. But just so you know, yeah, I was kind of. My mom called me today, and she was like, "Oh, by the way, Happy Easter!" And I said, "Oh my God, I, I totally forgot, <laughs> totally forgot." Yeah, me、that. too, man. I, I've been out, out the game for a long, for a while, but to those that celebrate, happy, happy, happy for you. And of course, we have the wonderful Mandy from Cincinnati. How are you, Mandy? Hello, I'm doing good. I'm I'm here, and I'm ready to talk about hobbies. Okay, let's do it. I, I'm gonna very <laughs> I'm gonna very selfishly start. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk about yeah, Se- Sekiro、it. for a couple minutes. Sekiro. I, Sekiro. Because I've been playing it for I, pr- I played it for about three hours today and、uh, and a little bit yesterday. And the game has really opened up compared to how it was at at the beginning. And so I kind of have a, a good feel for the game and how I can sort of place it in my mind next to the other games that From Software has made. And I'm really enjoying it. The more I play it, the more I love it. And It's easily as good as any of the Dark Souls games, and maybe even Bloodborne. And、um, it's it's definitely a game for people who who like the Souls games. So it has that it has that difficulty level to it, where you'll be fighting, and you know a, a single enemy can kill you for sure. But if you, but as long as you're just being not careless, that that likely won't happen. But then you'll get to a boss, and he'll just wreck you for like twenty minutes. That still exists in Sekiro, of course. In this game, it's not so much about.、Um, Uh, just holding your shield up and defending, and and you know, knowing how to sort of game the bosses. It's a, it's a very aggressive play style that this game has. So it's a lot of like getting the get in their face, parry, hit them in the right way to sort of like break their posture, and then you can like execute them with like a death with like a death blow attack. Because you're like a samurai in this game, so you're not yeah you're not um doing like like uh like you're not a knight with a、yeah. sword. And a That's cool.、Ball. That's cool because to me that already would sell more than Dark Souls. Just because, like, just you know, like, it's more rewarding to be like a cool, fast-paced, aggressive guy to, to to the masses compared to like a defensive style. Although I like defensive styles more, but that's、yeah. just me. Dark Souls is definitely more more defensive, and this game is more along the lines of Bloodborne. So in Bloodborne, you would、mm. you would crumple enemies by by shooting them with guns, and you could basically stun them and get put them in a in a very vulnerable position. Whereas in this game, you you do the same thing, but you do it with your sword. So you can like parry them. A, a guy will like will like thrust a, a, a like a spear at you, and you can you can parry him by putting your foot on his spear and pinning it to the ground, and then he, you can just like straight up cut him in half with your sword. Oh, dope! Yeah, really? Stuff like that, yeah. So whoa! And the game has skill trees, so you get rewarded by for killing enemies by you get these like skill points that charge up, and then when you get enough of them, you get like a skill point level. 
which is a currency you can use to, to buy skills from these like various skill trees. So you can have, um, like I got a skill that lets you do this attack that chops down really hard from like, from like above with your sword. Um, hmm. and then like later there's one where you can do it twice. So, and, um, your character also is missing an arm. So there's a guy, there's like a woodworker who makes prosthetic pieces for your arm. And so I have an arm piece that shoots like ninja stars. I have one that shoots firecrackers. You can like stun enemies with the firecrackers. There's like a flamethrower attachment. There's, there's tons of attachments. Like I found, I just found it today, but there's probably 20 or 30 different like varieties of like arm attachment you can use. So, you don't have you don't have dozens of weapons to pick from when you're fighting like in Dark Souls, but you do have lots of skills and lots of different like prosthetic attachments you can use that kind of make the game have a varying playstyle. So it is it has been really good. How is the death penalty for this game? All right, so yeah, that's a good question. So in this game, there are a few things that happen when you die. First of all, all the skill points you've 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 charged up, um, like it's basically experience for your skill bar. If you mm-hmm. die, you lose most of that. Uh, okay. If if you die, you lose all the all the money you've accumulated from enemies, which which really does hurt because the money the money isn't it it doesn't come very fast. Like the money is is to be used until like wisely, I would say. So when you so when you die, it does it does suck? Like right now, I'm holding six hundred um, sen, and when I die, it's gonna suck because that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, okay. you, have, you have, so you have, basically, money are like your souls. Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, that's, I would say so, like, <clears throat> money, money and the skill points, like, you don't level up like Dark Souls, where you actually right. spend your souls to level, you, your leveling is more or less getting skill points to buy new attacks with. Gotcha. So, is your health pool consistent the whole game? Like, is this the same, you take the same amount of damage to die? These are, like, amazing questions. This is a great question. Um, <laughs> so, when you, when you beat a, when you beat a mini boss or a boss... You get a an item that uh, increases your health, but you have to have four of them, and then it's almost like you're getting a piece of oh, a heart. Devil May Cry ish. <laughs> yes, like Devil May Cry or or like Zelda, where you get a piece of heart or whatever. Ah, true, okay. true. And then um, mm-hmm. like today, I, today I increased my health bar for the first time, and it nice. was it was significant. Like it wasn't like Dark Souls where it's almost a joke. Like it goes up by like a millimeter. This was <gasps> this was probably like a twenty percent increase to my health bar. And it also increased like my, my potency with healing items. So, but oh, yes. Nice. So, like basically, you can see, you can circumvent a lot of the mini bosses in the game, but if you because they're they're pretty tough as well. But if you do, you you get penalized by the fact that your health bar will, will never be increasing because you're not going to have those items from them. I kind of okay. like I kind of like that. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I was course, going to ask. Oh, sorry, guy. Go ahead. And of course, I don't, I don't skip any of them, so I'm getting. Oh, of all course, the, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask if it's similar to Dark Souls in the way where you can encounter bosses in whatever order you want. Is it like open, like not, you know, kind of like open world-ish like that, where you can just go to whichever boss. If you're having trouble with one, you can go to a different one. I want to say no at this point. The game, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm three areas into the game, and the game has led me, for the in large part, into like an infiltration of a castle. And so you're kind of infiltrating the countryside, the, the, the fortifications around the castle, and you're kind of going down this path that is mostly linear. Now, there, okay. now you can unlock, like, memories of people, and you can go into these memories at this Buddha shrine, and the memories are almost like side stories that, that are also pretty lengthy. So you can go do that separate thing, 
and then keep going on like the main the main path. But you can't like skip an entire boss or choose like one of three areas to go into. Not not that I've seen. Um, there okay. there is another penalty in the game for dying. Every time you die and you resurrect takes the the spirit energy from people that are that are living in the area and there's not very many like this is another one of those dark souls worlds where everything sucks but like (laughs) but eventually those people start to get really sick and then they can die and then you'll lose like your merchants and stuff like that that you could be buying things from oh do they give you quests as well yeah um yeah so one of them gave me an item that lets me go into another like area so okay it's been really good um if you like dark souls 100 percent you're gonna love this game there's no doubt about it if you love like aggressive combat styles and just like and, and the game is very stealthy, so it's very heavy on stealth. You know, you can jump off a building and like just execute a guy from above, or you can sneak up from behind someone in some grass and kill him. You know, you can like you can hang on like ledges and shimmy across. So you can like almost like a Metal Gear Solid type of thing. So if you like Assassin's, I was gonna say that sounds like Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. So if, if if you like the Metal Gear Assassin's Creed type stealth stuff, and if you like really aggressive combat it's really a great game for you if you don't like hard games if you get frustrated easily uh i don't think you'd want to play this i think that it's just a game that you're going to be slamming your controller down and and cursing and you know not being very pleased by it but it is also very beautiful um i want to propose i want to shift gears real quick and i want to propose a couple of uh, theories for about five minutes like on game of thrones that i have on the upcoming battle please do so and I, and, I, and, I, and I want to play a fun game here where I just want both of you to sort of like, on a scale of like one to five, how how plausible you think my theories are. All right. So five being plausible? Yeah, five is like, or, or if you want, we could do it at a 10, but it's like 10 or five or 10 would be like, oh, definitely that sounds like it's going to happen. Or in one would be like, no, there's no way you're dreaming. Gotcha. So my first theory is that, and for those of you that haven't seen Game of Thrones, I mean, I guess spoilers are coming. Spoiler but like, alert! But like, you're <laughs> spoiler alert. Got to catch up, people. You know, you're, you're pretty far behind now. Um, I have a theory that the Night King. One of the theories that I have is that the Night King, when he comes, when he approaches Winterfell, he will raise all of the dead in the crypts of Winterfell, and they will be fighting not only against the undead from the outside, but also against the the uh, the dead like Ned Stark and. Catelyn Stark and the others that are down in the crypts, and they'll that be fighting like actually wild. What do you? Well, guys Ned think? doesn't have a head. <laughs> well, he'll hold it. <laughs> so I don't think that's likely. Oh my god! You, th- you think they're gonna give us the corny <laughs> as headless horseman? <laughs> It'll be Ned Stark. I don't know. That'd be so. I think it's very unlikely. <laughs> oh my god! That'd be so <laughs> that'd be corny. Very silly. All right, you gotta score it. You gotta score it. Um. No. I. Okay. Maybe out not. Out of what? Mm, just do that. Well, we'll one do out to five. five. Out of five or out of ten? Out, out of five. five. Out of five. Yeah. Um. I would say when I get into the specifics of your thing, I'll say a three because I don't really think Ned and Catelyn Stark. But I do think I do think them them fighting the people in the crypt is not that far off considering we're we're talking about the undead here. So like I, I don't know, three and a half. Huh? About that? I don't know. I think they're actually encased in stone underneath the crypt, so I think maybe I'd give it like a two. Okay. Right. Oh, good point. Maybe, so you're telling actually. me re- there's a chance. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Base, I mean, I'm telling you there's a chance. That's what I'm, I'm not at. good with odds because then I don't want to be- come back and be like, you are definitely wrong about this. <laughs> All right, next theory. So I'm always trying to place the things safe. Next theory. <laughs> next theory. So, so my second theory is 
the Night King, having sort of the the sight that Bran has, because he touched a Bran through that vision, so he can he can clearly do it too to an extent. We'll see that Winterfell is heavily fortified, and thus will go around Winterfell, go to King's Landing, kill everybody in King's Landing because it's because it's, it's underdefended, raise the entire population of King's Landing as his undead army, and then go back to Winterfell with double the forces. So you think the last battle will be Winterfell instead of King's Landing? Well, I don't know if it'll be the last battle. I'm just saying, like, st- strategically, he's smarter to go to, to go to King's Landing first since he knows it's underdefended. I don't think he can get there. That's a long travel. I mean, it took, uh, what who was it, Robert Baratheon, like, how long to get, to get down to King's, uh, or get down to Winterfell? Or get up to Winterfell. <clears throat> so that was like days and days. Or weren't they traveling for like a week? I don't. I mean, I, I, that was like ten years ago. He could fly there, but I mean, it's just the Night King. Then that'd be really lame. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he has a dragon now, so he could fly up there by himself. What do you think, Enzo? I don't know. Um, I'm. I think. I think it would be bad writing to have that happen. Um in and, and and this is just being this is just being like meta because we have the we have the perspective of being like watchers of this story. Like it would be considering only 6 episodes, I don't think they would do that. I think I think Winterfell falls hard is I what give, I think. I give it a score. Yeah. I'll give it a 2. Give it a 2. Mandy uh, I guess I'd give it a two. I'm, I was looking up how long the distance is. So it says Winterfell to King's Landing is about fifteen hundred miles. Mandy's doing some like calculus in her head right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, <laughs> she, Mandy, I'm Mandy's trying to be, calculate if this that, is even she's possible. That meme. Mandy's that meme with like the white calculus figures all over. <laughs> 15, yeah, that's me. Fifteen hundred miles I, uh, calculating the airspeed of a dragon. Uh, yeah. You guys, you guys mind if I eat a cookie right now? But how not. fast does a three-eyed oh crow fly? <laughs> All right. If right, X here. equals dragon speed, and why? <laughs> yeah. Here, here's, my, here's my other theory, and this is and this will be the last one. I do have some more, but, but this will be my last one. Seven right. weeks. It would take seven weeks. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I have to give it a one now. <laughs> oh. Wild. I All right, so that's possible. <laughs> this, is, this is a theory that I hope will happen, because I think it makes the upcoming battle more realistic. And I want okay. I want the battle to be realistic. I don't want this. I don't want. I, I actually would love to have like twenty whole minutes of them just bat, doing battle strategy because I'm so fascinated by this. But considering how easily the Night King killed the last dragon, like a like a fly, he pulled a spear out, chucked it at it, and it was dead. Like he sniped that thing like it was nothing. How plausible is it that the people in Winterfell recognize this and choose to not use the dragons in the battle because they feel that he will snipe them out of the sky and then he will simply raise them as undead and then boom, you've got two dragons on your hands to deal with. Um, Do you understand what I'm saying? I know exactly. You're, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that, but that's just a really good point. The Night King fucked that dragon in two seconds, he literally. Did. With one yeah. spear. With one spear, did he, he get on- that spear back? He had I'm another. Sure. He threw another one as they were flying away and missed the second shot. Okay, but he had a, he had two. I don't know where he got the spear. 
I think it's possible because now it looks like Arya is getting ready to make more Valyrian steel. And I think, isn't it dragon, only dragon fire can kill them? And I think Valyrian steel is some kind of dragon stone, correct? Like, I think it was made by like dragon fire. It's, it's some special shit. Yeah. Really like sure. only, yeah. Oh, the only things that kill White Walkers, right, are like, I think it's fire, dragon, like Valyrian steel and dragon glass, which is like obsidian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, I think I think it's plausible that they would not want to use the dragons. I'm just trying to think what other role they would play, and like maybe I I really think we're gonna have like two dragons on one fight. <laughs> I definitely see that coming. Like maybe use the dragons to distract the other like undead dragon. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm actually more with you, Minnie. It, if 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 the Night King uses the zombie dragon, they have to use their dragons. They have to. Like yeah. they would just lose. They would just lose, straight know. out. They're in big trouble then because he'll just throw us. Yeah. He'll, he'll just throw a spear and he'll force them force them to use the dragons. You know, in yeah. some in some ways. Oh, so you, so do you think it's like so likely or unlikely? I oh, don't well, know. I'll, I'll meet I'll meet you halfway at a two and a half. Three point five. Yeah, Ooh. I'll meet you halfway. I'll meet you halfway at a two. two and oh a half, no, wait, two point five. Yeah, sorry, that's yeah. halfway. Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you halfway at two a two and a half because. Maybe they do think that and they just use the dragons as like the last barrier of defense at whatever fortress they're defending. So they won't yeah. use they won't use the dragons out on the front lines, but they'll use the dragons on the back end of the fight. It's really unfortunate, but there really there's no possible way they can win this upcoming fight. By all by all by all accounts, having a thousand years up there in the north of gathering an army, he ought to have about six thousand polar bears like charging them. He's going to have polar bears, like a billion wolves. I mean, he's going to have like tens of thousands of animals to go with all the soldiers. Um, so there's no possible way they're going to yeah. win this fight. How, oh, they, no, they're going to be they're, they're going to be faster. They're going to be larger in number and they're going to have less fear. They don't fear. They don't, the have, humans, they don't even man. think. Yeah. And but because of that, I'm pretty sure that they will just kill him somehow and all of them will, will poof at once. I'm trying to think how they could happen. distract the Night King away from the dragon. Brand, Brand, is, I think Brand's Brand gonna, might play a giant part in this. Yeah, people, Brand's some, gonna have to play a giant part in this. Some people think Brand is the Night King. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard this before too. I, I saw I, those I, theories as well, but I also saw a lot debunking them. So I have no idea. Yeah, I <laughs> feel like at the I feel like the only way. Yeah, I think the only way people like we win. I say we because we're humans, I guess. But like the only way we win this is if. Brand done some mind game shit because we don't even know what Brand can do. Like he might have magical fucking aggressive powers. Also, you know uh, what I mean? Like we we don't know that. Speak for yourself. I'm actually I'm actually undead. So. Oh, true. My bad. I should have known that. Yes, that's right. It all makes Man, sense now. that was so racist. There's, um, <laughs> I assumed his race. How dare you not think I, about the undead race? <laughs> I assumed his race. I'm so sorry, Mitsuki. All right, so so I'm done. Um, so I'm sorry I selfishly took 20 minutes. But um, mm. one last thought. Cool. I, lo- people, I love people, this shit, man. Some people say that the Night King is actually immune to Valyrian steel or, or, or to dragon glass because the children of the forest or whatever stuffed dragon glass into his chest to create him, so he'll be immune. Oh, that's oh, true. That's Fuck. There's so many theories, and I just I can't oh, wait shit. to see. Oh, and by the way, Daenerys is definitely gonna die. For 100%. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Yeah, she's dead for sure. Yep. 1,000%. I just don't know who I th- it'll be. I think, I think Daenerys for sure fucking dies. Like, she's so beloved by the entire community that I think she fucking dies. And, I, and you know what? And I think she dies from a fucking naive thing, too. Yeah. I, I think, think all... I think she she dies for some stupid shit. 
I think Sam 100%. might. I think Sam might kill her. Because because, because she killed his, because she I killed his brother. Sam will have the heart to do it because he's he's so sweet. I don't know, but I I would not put it past Sansa killing her because <gasps> Sansa is insane right now. Even great. That's even. I would love. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Let's take another five minutes real quick. Like, who do we want? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, we're so into Game of Thrones. Oh, it's so um, good. Okay, 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 okay. If Daenerys is to die, right? Mm-hmm. Who do we want to kill her for real? I I I I do I love the Sam Tarly one. Wow. Well, here's why because he he's he's definitely shook up to the core by her revelation to him in this in this last episode. Yep. And the way he was talking to to John to John Snow when he was telling him about the whole like who he yeah. really is, he he has some tone of like I'm 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 on the dark side now. Like I'm laying this on you out of spite because I fucking hate you for liking her so much. Um, <gasps> what if he teams up with Sansa? Oh shit! Yeah, he I was, would love that. He was like, "Would you have done it?" Yeah, because a exa- lot of exactly, no one, exactly. Yeah, everyone is abandoning John because everyone's like, John's abandoning the North, so they they kind of see him as a traitor now. Yeah, because he. Oh man, that's that's so sad too. Because he really just he he really is doing all this shit. He's trying his hardest. He's trying his fucking hardest so much. Yeah. Um, oh my god, if Sam, but he knows Yule, nothing. He's no, he, so he does not. He knows nothing. George R. R. Martin told us in the beginning that Jon Snow knows nothing. It's like, and um, it's crazy if you read the books. They're still like teenagers, I think. Wild. But I mean, obviously they're not in this because they're grown men and women. But I think in the book they're supposed to be teenagers at this point. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's most of the people wild. in Winterfell have never seen the undead, so they don't even know what they're. They don't even no, know. No, they have with. no fucking clue. And th- but that but that's why John sh- is struggling so much because they they are afraid of the concept of the undead, but they haven't seen the undead. Um, yeah. That, and that's why he's. That's why he. That's why Jon Snow is, is the kind of person who's like, I gave up the throne for the North because I know what's coming. You fucks. Like I saw them with my own eyes. I fought them. You have no idea what I saw. Um. So yeah. Uh wow. You know what, Mandy? I think you're so right with the betrayal thing because or I, or whoever said it, I think it was you, Mandy. But because yeah, because even in the last episode we saw the the northern groups are iffy on Jon Snow already. Yeah. Like, like they are already. Yeah, they're not happy with him. No, they yeah. they are all like you've abandoned us. You were you weren't supposed to leave and bring like a foreign army here. Now she's yeah. going to try and take us over. You abandoned the north. So Yeah. Oh, dude. Because they're very big on um the Starks. The Starks always have to be like the uh, rulers of the north or you not rulers, but you know like uh like I the guess leaders, the king of the basically. north. Yeah, the yeah, leader yeah. of the north. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also and also now now it's ringing even harder when Arya was like, "Yo, don't forget that that we're family." Yeah. And and I feel like he's going to yeah. forget that shit. <laughs> He's gonna forget. He's gonna choose Danny over yeah, there at some point. Yeah, even Arya was not cool with it. Nah, no way. Hmm. Dude, Daenerys is gonna die by Sansa Stark. Teamed up with Samuel Tarly for sure. I'm so I ready could for see it. it. Damn, I can see them too. I'm so ready for it, dude. That'd be so sick. Because I don't, I don't see Sam having the heart to do it on his own. I don't know. He seems so sweet. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, that's, but he's that's also why it's been so perfect. But yeah, but he's also been yeah. like he's been growing more and more and more patriotic, like with how much he's been involved in like the back end of everything. That I feel like he's gonna be like, "Yo, this is my best friend," but at the same time, like I know, like I love, I love my land and my people as well. And he's gonna do what's best for the greater good. I feel like he would be a greater good kind of guy. Yeah. Oh shit. 
Oh shit, dude. Oh man. So we're oh, man. so we're gonna find out in four hours. Yeah, what happens? Yeah, because shit has to go down this episode, right? Like shit has to go down. Shit needs to be going down in every episode now because they're running out of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I don't think you're gonna get any White Walkers in this episode either. Oh, we don't know that. There's, uh, there's too much uh, drama that has to go down beforehand, and then. But I think a ton of people are gonna die in episode three. A ton of them. Yeah. Like, I think half the cast is going to die in episode three, except for Beric Yo. Dondarrion, because he's the coolest, char- coolest character in the whole show, so he will never die. He's the bomb. I like fl- I like Flame Sword, dude. That's that's Beric Dondarrion. Okay, that's what I thought. For yeah, that's solid, why you said- Solid snake-ass pirate mofo. Yeah, yeah solid, sn- <laughs> solid snake-ass yeah. fucking fire sword Roy from Fire Emblem bullshit-ass. <laughs> every time he's on the screen, something badass happens. He was on. He was on the solid snake, dude. He was. He was so true. Oh, for sure he is. He he was on. He was on the screen. He looks just like Solid Snake. He was on the screen for like three minutes last episode, and the coolest scene happened. The kid was staked to the wall with all the little limbs all all arranged in the little spiral that the Night King loves. I'm like spirals, by the way. Oh man, Junji Ito shits all over here. He he he. It lives on in here, guys. Oh right. no! So I'm sorry for bringing up Game of Thrones. It's it, cool. It turns no, into it's great. it turns into, but it's I mean, be a weekly thing, isn't guys. It? Here's the thing: it we're fucking ho- nerds, okay? It is the we're, hottest. This thing is right we're first of all, it is the hottest thing. Second of all, we're nerds, man. We can't help it. We got dragons on the fucking TV screen, bro. What the fuck? We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> That's so true. You know? Like you know what I'm saying? And we all got Drake, the, and- I'm, Got magic fire swords and dragons and zombies all in one thing. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> and, and and all of this nerd stuff all started with with a game called D and D. Oof. It's true. What a wonderful thought. What a it's wonderful true, thought. Okay, on a different note. Yeah. I've been watching mad Korean dramas lately. It's <laughs> <laughs> so different. Um, there's um so because this week uh the the episode that matches up with this hobby addicts is our review of the slime anime right of you know that time I got reincarnated as a slime which I had which I was current with so I didn't have to I only rewatched some episodes to get like the tone and the feeling back um but I didn't, ha- I didn't have to rewatch the whole thing uh, or watch it for the first time um you know in this last week for for the review so i had time like i had time to watch other anime so i'm current on a lot of anime now thankfully but i also had time to like watch you know shit on netflix too when i didn't when i didn't have anything else to do um which is rare because work is slowing down for me so i'm like able to breathe and like enjoy things again um so i enjoyed a nice k-drama called romance is a bonus book it's on netflix it's re- it's, it's really new it, it came out this year 2019 uh 2019 k-drama and I'm not really sure why it hit play. I th- I think I just wanted to watch a sappy soap opera because like it just be like that sometimes for me. <laughs> like I just wanted one. <laughs> um, and uh, it's about it follows this. The main character is a woman named Kang Dani, and she is 37 years old. Um, she is a div- she is a divorcee and has a, and she has a kid. Um, and she was a housewife for all of her marriage. And now that she's single, she wants to she wants to get back into her career. She was in advertising. She was she was a very well known um, mar- marketer. She was a very well known market strategist when she was working. And then she got pregnant, and then she quit her job to raise her kid, which is a very common, unfortunate yeah. like stereotype in Asia. Is like when women get pregnant, they get fired usually, or they get let go, mm-hmm. which is fucking 
terrible. Yeah, it's really <laughs> um, bad. It's really bad. It's so, not doing much for the birth rate in these countries. No, either. it's really not. Be- and, no, and that and that's and this is why I ended up loving their show so much. Like, yes, this this drama had its you know hot main character. That's the love interest, and then, yeah, it's all it's it's a cute, happy, sappy romance. But at the core of the of the core of the show, it. It it was saying something like this show was saying it's 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 a roundabout commentary you know packed in a cute fluffy show to you know pointing out like when you when you do this when you have this type of work culture where you phase people out without even giving them a chance solely based on the fact that they um you know like are a woman and you know were a housewife and you know because of that they are unqualified to apply to a job or whatever it's fucked up because you miss out you might miss out on someone really special and so what what happens here is she she goes she's been going on like 50 she's been on like 50 interviews already and all of these places end up saying no to her because of her whole like being a housewife for like the last like almost 10 years of her life to you know it's fucked up, yeah, and you know, and she's really, she's really hurt by this because she, it's not, it's not like she doesn't have the talent. She, when she was working, she was a, an award-winning strategist, right? Like she was getting shit done and at a huge company. Um, it's like if, like, it's like if, um, so BBDO is like a huge advertising firm here in America. It's like, it's like if you were a extremely well-regarded rookie at BBDO and then you quit because you got pregnant and then you want to go back but everyone's like no like you you're probably like like your strategies are outdated and you spent the last 10 years of your life like doing nothing um so like you can't work here it's like what the fuck um so yeah so it's it's really good and then it it really hit home at the end because she gets she gets the job at this book publishing place where she had she lied about who she was she said that she is a um, cause she found a job posting that accepted people of all ages with just a high school background needed, blah, 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 blah. And, but, 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 but they wanted someone with no experience because this, this company believed that it's easier to recruit people with no experience because they can, you know, build, you know, teach them the ways of this, of their company easier, yeah, we um, which have, is also, you know, we, huh? we all know the real reason why they wanted somebody with no experience is because they wanted to pay jack shit for them. Sure. Yeah, that's also a thing, man. <laughs> yeah, that you and I know that really well. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. So, uh, yeah. So she lies on this application. She says that she never went to college. She never went. She never had a real job. She went from high school to to being a wife, and you know whatever. And she gets the job because that's all they like. She meets uh, through these lies. She meets the requirements of this job. And then while she's there, she gets hired as basically an office assistant. Like, you know, if the printer breaks, they, you tell her if the, if the fridge needs more tea, you tell her if you need like a thousand pages to be scanned, you tell her. Um, but while she's there, she's really smart. Right. So while she's there, she overhears things like, yeah, we really need the strategy for this new book, whatever. So she's like, yo, like here's an idea. And like through, th- through doing things like that, they recognize oh, her talent. Okay. So yeah, she's so going to she, work, work her way up. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So she works, so, yeah, so she works her way up and, um, it's a really beautiful story. I don't want to get more into it cause people want to watch, but at the end of the show, um, what really, what really hit home for me and what really made this show cool is that the show decided to make a very direct message to, uh, South Korea society where, at the end of it, it there, this, it's a team dinner of this company, 
and the CEO stands up and says, I have an announcement to make about the policies that we're going to implement on the uh, for this company going forward. And one of these policies was that going forward, um, they will never take into account, um, you know, personal experiences or whatever while hiring. They will solely hire on talent alone, no matter what. Um, so it's it, it, it was really cool to see that the, like it because more things, more messages have to be put out like that because it's so fucked up, especially for women that they 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 have to sacrifice building a family just to build a career and it um and and it's such about that in the beginning of the show too because at these interviews you know because you know how like in, at least in south korea like i know that interviews are never one-on-one they interview in like groups like in like groups of three or four and um every time she went on an interview with other women uh, or was interviewed by a woman, they would always look at her with like disgust because like they're like, oh, so you think you can come? You think you, can, you think you can come in here and interview for this job after having a whole family left yourself? While I've had to sacrifice having a family this uh, yeah. whole time, right? You know, so like they don't hire her because of that spite. But yeah, no, it was a really, really, really well written show. There's a whole bunch of the other like plot twists and like love triangles and shit too for all that stuff. If you like that stuff, but. At the core of it, it's a really good message. Um, so yeah, once again, it's called "Romance is a Bonus Book." Um, and, and if you love watching, if you if you want to learn about the book publishing process, it's also really good for that. If I, I feel like I was watching Shido Bako, but in a South Korean drama kind of way, it was really cool. So I, I would rewatch the show again. Yeah, so much of that crap applies to Japan, you know. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. They had so many problems because of these policies like this, you know. Yeah. Years ago, it, it was, it's crazy. Years ago, like th- these types of policies were like the number one reason why people didn't, uh, you know, have kids. Have kids, and so I mean, nowadays there's all kinds of other stuff too to go on top of it. But like you know, in the past, this has been like a, a huge issue. Yeah, sure and it's it it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because like, I like the company I work for. I do. I almost. I always almost say the company I work for. And I really hope I never slip up. <laughs> but the company I work for is really really wonderful with with this kind of stuff like uh like my coach at work like right now he like we have it for both fathers and mothers like both fathers and mothers can take six to nine months off from work nine months yeah yeah you can take a shit ton of time off to raise your kid like if you have a kid and you want to take six months off you take six months off that's a fucking crazy amount of time it's a shit ton amount of time, yeah. Um, because the firm believes that like those first months of your child's life are like the most important part. Um, yeah, I agree not, with that. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that too. Um, not every what I do see is you know not everyone takes the entire six months. I I have seen it done, so and it's totally okay. They come back no problem, and they, and, and the firm pays them the whole time too. Like you can still get paid your salary. Um, so I but most people go, most people take like a month. And come back because you know they don't want to. What what does happen is that you get delayed in your promotion because the yeah. firm promotes the firm promotes on a very steady cycle as long as you don't suck. Um, oh, or that's well, nice. it's not well, it's not that easy. It's like as long as you're good, right? As long as you're good and you show potential, you get promoted at a very like con like a very set cycle, like every three and a half years or so. Um, if you want to get promoted so, in my company, you have to ball wash. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm Classic. dead. Ser- I'm dead serious too. It's all about who, yeah. who's, uh, you know, whose face you have your, you know, whose butt you have your face in or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's why. So it, it was cool. To, it was cool for me to have that perspective of, of how embracing my company is and then seeing and then watching the show. And then just, you know, it's just like a good like reminder that like, you know, things can suck in my job. As you guys know, like I'm not always happy about where I work, but at the same time, like I am very blessed with like these kind of things. So it's a, it was a good reminder of like where I'm at in life. But yeah, watch it. Romance is the bonus. But I think I think most people would like this show. Like, and and of course, everyone on the show is beautiful as fuck. So if you like watching beautiful people doing things, so you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Well, Mandy, cool. we have hogged almost all of the time. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I was just. I really loved that drama. <laughs> um. Well, if I have enough time, I did go and see Penguin Highway. Oh shit! An actual anime thing. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is a movie, and the book was written by Tomihiko Morimi, who is also the author of Tatami Galaxy and the Centric Family. Um, so I, I can't remember who directed the movie for Penguin Highway. Let me check that up. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting film. I think I think I need to see it again to fully digest it. But interesting, the, man. Um, the overall premise of it is that all of these penguins started randomly showing up in this, um, oh shoot, what, what area of Japan was it? Aoyama? I think it's the Aoyama. Um, Aoyama? Is that what it's called? It's a, Aoyama? I don't know. There's, um, there's, it says, there's Aomori. The middle of Aoyama's sleepy, uh, little town. Oh no, the boy's Aoyama, sorry. So I don't, I, this is the town that he lives in. I don't know. It doesn't say what town, the name of the town was. Mm. Um, sorry, I thought it said Aoyama's little town. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, penguins started randomly showing up. No one knows where all these penguins came from. And of course, that's really, really odd for Japan to just have a horde of penguins everywhere. Yeah, you might say. And Aoyama's like this, um, really smart kid. I don't know how old he is. I think he is maybe 11 uh, or 12-ish. And um, whatever grade in Japan fourth grade is, I don't it's, know how it's old fourth grade. grade is. It's the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he'd be like so, he'd be like nine. Oh, nine, okay. So he's younger than I thought yeah. he was. Um, he doesn't act like a child. He acts like an adult, sort of. He's like this genius, and he gets bullied a lot in school. And then he meets this adult woman who um, works at the dentist office that he goes to. And um, they kind of have this... Um, she, I don't, don't, I not really raises him, but she does have like a strong bond with this child. Like she plays shogi with him a lot, and um, so yeah, they hang out a lot. And because he's a bit too mature for the other kids in his class, and he finds out that she actually (laughs) through this like really weird event finds out that she's actually causing the penguins. And whenever there is sunlight, and she throws an item. Uh, like the very first time it happens, she throws a can of cola. It turns into a penguin, and that's weird. This blows his mind, and he starts like trying to figure out the scientific reason for this. Is she an alien? And um, at one point, they try to take the penguin to uh, I I can't remember where they're trying to take it somewhere outside of the city or the outside North of the Pole? town. 
<laughs> they're trying to take it somewhere. Like they got on a train with this penguin and they're trying to take it like outside of the town. I think they're going to try and take it to the uh, ocean. But um, it actually evaporated, just disappeared. So there's this, I don't, the whole movie has this very fantastical, very magical feel to it. And I think um, the, what I took away from it, it's sort of like, it's definitely a coming of age story. Because he is dealing a lot with puberty and, um, you know, trying to figure out exactly who he is and like as an adult and or, you know, trying to transition from out of this childish stage. And I I don't know. I think uh, for me, the way I took out of it is that it's this is like from a child's point of view. So I'm not sure how much of it was actually happening but that's my theory behind it you'd have to watch it to understand <laughs> but gotcha. basically towards the end of it uh this also giant water sphere appears in like this park and um him and his friend discover it and they call it the sea and it grows and grows and grows to the point that it's probably going to destroy this whole town and uh, but the penguins react to it and uh, yeah, I, not any spoilers beyond that, but, um, what? the two are somehow linked to each other. What studio? So it's a this? very, uh, Studio Colorido. I don't know. They mm. haven't really done much. Yeah. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a very interesting film though. I don't know if it's definitely probably my least favorite of the works that he has done because I love Tommy Galaxy and I love The Eccentric yep. Family. This didn't feel like those. This didn't have the kind of sharp, witty dialogue that those do. So, I don't know. It's, it is an interesting film, though, so I think people should watch it. It really looks pretty, too. And the penguins yeah. are adorable. Watching yeah, the, them, the, like, waddle through the forest is great. <laughs> yeah, the, the the trailers, and I, and I watch a lot of those, like, uh, there's a lot of gifs of the penguins in the forest, and they're all, they're cute as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I'm uh, glad you watched that. It's on my list to do, also, when I fucking make time. Yeah, we had it at a theater here, so I went and saw it in theaters. Mm. Oh, wow, you're lucky. Oh, shoot. I, mm -hmm. I should go watch it also in theaters, then. Probably and it was just somewhere. one day here. All right. So but, yeah. Cool. Outside of that, I did the new Warcraft raid, but I don't know if I have enough time to talk about it. <laughs> did you, you win these? You should save it until uh, you actually have time so that you can enjoy talking about it. Okay. Yeah. I We did. We finished one boss, but we're stuck on the second one. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think we're going to end up talking about Game of Thrones every week? Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> All right. I mean, sorry I'm, to non Game of Thrones fans out there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sorry, dudes. I mean, there's like six of those. People. Yeah, you had time to catch up. Okay, it's not it's not our fault. Yeah, I mean, it's Game <laughs> it's of Thrones really is all anybody talks about ever anywhere right now. Like I was sitting at a bar last night with one of my friends, just like watching hockey, and two people next to us were just talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> you can't escape it, dude. I feel so bad for people. Real quick before we wrap up, I feel so bad for people that haven't watched it because and and that want to because at any moment. At any moment when you're outside, people will spoil shit for you without oh, yeah. meaning to. And they don't care. Oh, yeah. And they don't care because you're like ten years behind. Yeah, yeah. But no, you know, I wouldn't it, care. Either. I'd be like, bro, like, sorry that you eavesdropped on our conversation, but like, you had literally almost a decade to catch up. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have sympathy because the seasons aren't that long, and it's like, you know, this has been going. Yeah. on. This, this show has been running since like 2010 or something. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. But yeah, but I I also know people that are that are waiting until it's totally finished so they can binge watch the whole thing all at once. Which I yeah, is like I have a friend. I have a, my friend Lee is like that too. She's like, I'm waiting for the whole thing to finish so I can binge it all. All right. Anyway, guys, we're gonna go do the podcast, and I'm sure we'll. Uh, we're all going to be watching Game of Thrones tonight when it comes when it's, I guess it's yep. eight, 9 o'clock? 9 o'clock, I think. 9-ish, yeah. And um, we'll probably be talking about it next week. More fan theories and whatnot. So, okay. See you next time on Hobby Addicts. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye.